1: Swear It's nothing but the bad nigga ain't nothing but the bad nigga. ain't get none but the bad nigga but the bad nigga So we do it for we do for the bad nigga bad yeah. nigga Hey hey I'm getting straight to the bad
2: So, Kev, live here for the post game show. Yes, sir. The win over Bishop Sycamore—I mean, the Houston Texans. What's your thoughts on a nice game, other than the injuries we suffered? Um, I
3: like what I saw the second half, particularly. Um, you, know, I had gave the you know, I gave the halftime—you know—I gave a little halftime assessment, saying that, you know, what I wanted to see was how was Coach Rule and his coaching staff was going to rally the players because you can tell that they were really just fell into a lull after McCaffrey went out and I said that we need to come out here and score at least two touchdowns um, to get the win and we actually did that plus a field goal so um, that just lets me know that the players that rule was able to rally the players I mean you're talking about short week on the road um, injuries to two key vital players and you're able to pitch a shutout in the second half defensively and put up 17 points half offensively um, i was very impressed with that um you know um, you know injuries is a part of the game no fan likes it um you know we truly got to take the manner you know um the mantra you know next man up and so that means you know chuba hubba roach freeman um you know on offense have running back with mccaffrey gonna be out for for a while and then on defense you know guys like rookie you know keith taylor um you know rashad melvin um you know whoever else at cornerback's gonna have to step up so you know i've seen teams that have had similar injuries and lost significant players for you know several weeks if not for the year and still were competitive and still you know was able to make a playoff push so um even though these are big key injuries you know it's not gonna lower my expectations not that i had high ones in the second year but you know, going three and zero, and and the way this defense is playing, uh, my expectations are are rising a little bit. Um, I'm still cautiously optimistic, but um, like I say, the second half, what I saw, let me know that Coach Rule and these and these um, really got the the players' ear. Um, something that we had talked about, lack of scoring in the second half. We scored 17. Um, I was glad to see that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the good news is with the injuries, you have an extra few days to recover. I think we get our first real test next week uh, at Dallas. We've kind of got the um, Jets and Texans kind of like tune-up games. The way I saw our schedule, I th- thought if we could come out of it 3-1, and one, we'd be in great shape. Um, we got New Orleans, which I think was a good win. Today, you know, it's like our biggest thing today, the I just wanted to come out healthy, you know, make a statement, do what we had to do, take care of business. But – Thursday night football, man, it's just such a short turnaround. You know, you've got McCaffrey at 30 carries or 30 touches. I mean, on Sunday, just four days ago, just to come back, turn around, have to carry another heavy workload again. You know, soft tissue injuries, you know, they happen when you have that much, you know, grind and wear and tear on your body like that. J.C.'s injury just looked like a freak accident on the turf. You know, it came down on his foot wrong. I know – I looked up some a Cowboys player, DeMarcus Lawrence, I think broke his foot for six to eight weeks. So maybe that's the time frame we're looking at with uh, J.C. Horn being out. But, I mean, remember, A.J. Bouye should be back. I mean, he think he had a soft tissue injury that held him out today, but he may be healthy next week. So maybe he steps in for J.C. We'll just have to find out. But that's just part of the game. Uh, next man up. So, I mean, we got off to a great start. I mean, came out quick, started up 7-0, had pressure on the young quarterback. What do you think happened the rest of the first half that caused us to slow down?
3: Well, again, I contributed slowdown to, you know, the team just being shell-shocked, you know, mentally, you know, with, uh, you know, with McCaffrey going out. Now, again, and I don't know how many times I got to keep bringing this up, but it's, it's really depressing me that when we need a yard, one yard, we can't get it. We cannot get one yard, you know, to save our lives for nothing, bro. It's, I hate saying it. I, I'm, I'm just not confident. I don't care how they line up, who we get. I mean, it's, it's just – I'm hoping that the failures that we're having on short yardage really, really sticks with rule and Fitterer. In this front office, during the offseason, what 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 needs to be addressed? You know, we're, we're making things way too comfortable for teams because we can't pick up a yard. One yard. We're not talking about three or four yards. We're talking about one yard. I, this is probably maybe like the fifth time this year we failed to pick up one yard on either third down or fourth down to keep it going. Man, we, <laughs> we lucky that the teams that we played against, you know, we just caught them at a time where they, you know, they – you know, may not have been the stiffest competition, but against really, really good teams. Oh, that, that'll, that'll, that'll get you. But, um, but yeah, but before the, um, before the McCaffrey injury, I mean, things were going good. We was getting about eight yards to carry. I mean, eight yards to play. Um, you know, DJ Moore was eating good early and often. That was good to see him to get out to a good strong start. You know, normally it's usually the opposite of a slow start and he'll, you know, beast later on. Um, and, and glad that you know the little um, discomfort he had, he was able to come back in the game. But uh, yeah, that first half, I think it was just more of a shock uh, with uh, with McCaffrey going out that caused the lull Because prior to that, everything was rolling pretty
2: good. And I thought we got a little complacent on the two minute drill as well. I Think Phil Snow went into that deep cover too to try to keep everything in front of us, make them note the clock. Kind of gave up some chunk plays there to get when they got their first touchdown. But the defense really regrouped the second half. I mean, but tell Houston what, three points the whole half? So, you know, we saw the same defense. We saw the first two games. We just got to have to, you know, put together four quarters at some point. Now, I mean, the second half, we did some work, some fourth and shorts. They had some success with the quarterback sneaks. I like that design play they ran with Tommy Trimble on the goal line. Um, so, hopefully that's a sign of things to come. What do you think? Um, I thought Sam Darnold, when McCaffrey went out, kind of stepped up and made some good throws. I mean, between Joe Brady being able to scheme guys, get them open, just this, I'm just amazed at the throwing windows you're seeing. You know, a Joe Brady. When people talk about Joe Brady, that's what he does. Man. He makes your quarterback's life so easier. And you know, you're seeing wide receivers run wide open through the zones. I know we talked about uh, Lovey Smith on our uh, last podcast about how he likes to play that. Tampa do with those two deep safeties. He plays them very deep. You saw DJ was just running wide open through the zone and the, finding these open spots. And it was just easy, so easy. We were moving the ball so easy against that uh, defense. How do you feel about the pass protection today, though? I mean, Darno did take a couple hits and got moved off the spot a few times.
3: As uh, far as the pass protection, um, I didn't care for it. Um, Sam Darnold was sacked three times for 14 yards. Uh, As far as hits, uh, he got hit five times. So, for I mean, when you look at it, the number of times he dropped back, uh, we're talking about thirty-four dropbacks, three sacks, and you know five quarterback hits. So that's eight. So you're talking about one out of four times when he dropped back for a pass, uh, he's either getting sacked or hit. Uh, You know, didn't particularly you know care for that too much. but again, with this offensive line, I, I, it's it's to be expected. Um, but uh, it, it's it's just hard to watch. I when you know when we go five wide and you know have no tight ends or anybody to you know help out, it makes me real nervous. You know, and, and I saw Houston, you know, send six a couple times when we went five wide and had good success getting, um, getting either a sack or you know rattling the pocket. So. Um, I just think that this is leads, This is just building more and more of case why, you know, this offensive line is, has a long way to go, long, long, long way to go. And I don't want to say that this this is what it is, but with each game, it's you know in, I'm looking for improvement, anything marginal to feel like it's starting to turn the corner, and I'm I'm just not seeing it yet from a uh, pass protection uh, point of view. You know, run blocking not too much better. Thirty-three carries, one hundred and seventeen yards. That's three and a half yards to carry. Um, you know, just um, yeah, just from just from a blocking point of view, uh, we we just we just got such a long way to go, and it's it's a shame that what potentially could be a very good explosive offensive team is going to be held up by the offensive line.
2: Yeah, it looks like this um. Interior pressure coming from 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 the most part. Coming, I mean, I think Molten had a few bad plays today as well. You we saw some Mr. Simons on a run play. Um, he got beat in pass protection by merciless, I think, one time. Mm-hmm. But the, primarily, you saw the um, interior pressure is just where we're struggling. I think Darnold does a good job of evading pressure and buying time, and receivers do a good job, you know, with the scramble drill getting it open, but. It's definitely something we got to sharpen up on, especially when we start to play these better teams. But what I do like is how, I mean, we got nine different guys, catches. So, I mean, even though McCaffrey went out, we kind of replaced them by committee. Uh, you saw Terrace Marshall get involved today. Four catches, 48 yards. So it was good to see TMJ start to, you know, get be a part of the offense. want to see Robbie get more involved. Though. Only one, two targets, one catch, eight yards. So hopefully that's something. We'll see. Now here's Amani
1: uh, just joining the stream. What's up, man? How do you feel about the game today? Uh, I mean, I'm as happy as I can be that we won. You know, I, I definitely don't see myself complaining about winning. Um, I, I I haven't heard, uh, I guess, all what y'all have said. So, I mean, I guess I might be repeating a lot of what y'all said. Um, um I, I mean, I need to just see more from, from the offensive side of the ball. I, I mean, I, we, I definitely think Sam Darnold had a great game. Um, it sucks to see Christian McCaffrey go down, but you know, even with Christian McCaffrey going down, that shit, you know, we 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 look stagnant without Christian McCaffrey on the field at times, and that's that is concerning in my opinion. You know, because we've we have played three below average teams, and every week we have you know we have that problem where we have a great half. You know, I don't know whether it'd be the first half or second half. You know, have a great half, one half, and then second half is like. We forgot how to play ball. And I think that's going to be going down the stretch of the season. is going to be a problem for us. And this offensive line is terrible. You know, it's three weeks in a row now, third and one, fourth and one, fourth and two, you know, it's just like we we just can't get a push up front. And it's add missing Christian McCaffrey to the mix. And, dude, it's, I'm happy we won. Let me say this. I am happy we won. We have a lot. I'm not confident going into and, you know, playing Dallas next week with with what we just saw this week, man. That's just me being honest.
2: Yeah, man, I mean, that's the thing, man. It's fourth and ones, third and ones. They're not going to come back to bite you against teams like the Jets and Houston, but next week, I mean, Dallas, as good as our defense is, I mean, you're asking them to contain – You know, Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, and that arsenal that they're bringing and their offensive line as well. You got to, you know, put points on the board and convert and jump out on front of these guys because it's going to be hard to hold Dallas to under 10 points. I mean, you saw what they did with Tampa Bay. Dak had, what, 400-something yards that game? So, and against that defense. So, I mean, we definitely got a lot of time to get better before we go up against Dallas. But on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, look again. Hell, Houston to 17 carries, 42 yards. I mean, sat Davis Mills four times. You know, you look at these uh, defensive stats, hit the quarterback nine times, uh, six tackles for loss. I mean, this defense just seems like they're picked up right where they left off. I mean, good game. Hassan Reddick's everywhere, one and a half sacks. One tackle for loss. Morgan Fox had a half a sack. Burns again with another sack. So I mean, this defensive line and front seven just seems like they're getting better every week. What you think of their performance today?
1: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And you uh, know, and to me, w- with the off with our offense looking the way it has been over the last three weeks, with just how inconsistent the offense has looked, that that's kind of what you know you have to bank on. You know, and and it's been good that we've only allowed what ten points a game. You know, it's like tonight, it was only nine. So you know, so you know, our our defense is you you win games with the way our defense has been playing, and that's what we've been doing. So again, I'm not at all upset that we that we won tonight because, like you said, you know, our defense has has played stellar all year, and they picked up work right where they left off. But just how how long do you expect that play to, to continue, especially when you can't run the ball, especially when you know, third and third and ones and fourth and ones. You you absolutely get no push up front. You know, like let's be honest, y'all. Like we that last touchdown from Sam Darnold shouldn't have been a touchdown. You know, they they should have blow that that play dead seconds. You know, before he he barely gets over the line. You know, so that being said, our defense is is amazing. You know that that's I'm happy. With, with our defense. Mine is J.C. Horn going down. You know, I I hate to see that. And, you know, Boye coming back at the right time is is perfect. But, dude, I'm worried with the way our offense looks right now, man. It's, you know, we I've ragged on Sam Darnold all year, and Sam Darnold has absolutely been the best part of this offense. And, you know, <laughs> and <laughs> it's sad because, you know, you we finally get to see what Sam Darnold can be, and then we pair him with a trash offensive line. It just – it's it's frustrating, bro. It is definitely frustrating.
3: Hey, money, what size on um, Sam Donald jersey you you want,
1: bro? <laughs> hey, actually, when when, uh, when we make the playoffs, then we will talk about it. <laughs> Raising the bar. <ball.
2: laughs>
1: but yeah, but
3: I mean, for me, I mean, think about think about this, fellas. Playoffs is on the line. Five seconds left. Ball on the one yard line. How confident are you that we're gonna win that fucking game, bro?
1: Bro, I'm not. You you, you talk about playoffs on the line. Bro, this game on the line. No, no, no. On I was saying one. if
3: the game is on the line, I didn't say playoff. I said if the game is on the line, five seconds left, we on the one yard line. How oh, confident are you. We,
1: we we lose the game. It's it's Man. just as, and, and bro, and I, bro, I I'll take it a step further. This ain't just been this year. <laughs> you know, last year, two years ago, that's been the problem. We get on, we get on on the goal line, one yard. We just need a one yard push, and we 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 don't get it. So I mean, it's it, this isn't just a one season. You know, I'm 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 gonna be getting my Lawrence back, dog. We're trash up front. You know what I'm saying? It's like we're big trash up front, and it's it doesn't look to get any better anytime soon. At least not this season. So you ask me game on the line, we need a yard. How confident I am, bro? I'm we. The game is lost if that if it comes down to that. In my opinion.
2: Yeah, he made a good point on that last uh, quarterback. So he looked like the refs was just tired and wanted to get up out of there. So, it looked like we got stuffed even on that QB sneak. <laughs>
3: yeah, but they owed us that, man, because that pass interference, that ball was like six feet over the person's head,
1: man. I was just like, come on, bro. Now, know, they know, they, they, right. they, 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 right. they owed us on that one. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, and, and you know what, bro? I think the refs owed us on a few plays that – what was it? Um, gosh, it was the, the pass interference they called – on, uh, on Houston, when when uh Sam threw it, the, the um Donald, uh, Arnold, I'm sorry, Dan Arnold on side, bro, you want my opinion? I, that's I was sitting there looking at the game, like bro, that's that's not a pass interference, like in my opinion. But when you, when you miss the the very first drive of the game, you miss the pass interference against DJ on the sideline, and then you know it's it's just a bunch of questionable calls that you make or don't make all game. Yeah, man, you know, you, you got to give us a touchdown at that point. Cause, but but make no mistake about it. We were short. Like, we definitely were short. And and that's the most concerning part about it. You you get an, another game, another week, and the same situation. Bro, That it's we, we get stopped on fourth and one. And that's – it's uh, – hey, man, I'm, I'm happy we won, but we may be the worst 3-0 team in football right now. <laughs> We sound like the media on that,
2: right?
3: Hey man, hey, I,
1: I, I call it spade a spade, bro. <laughs> That's what it looked like right now,
2: man. You know, when you look at our uh, schedule though, we, we needed these three because that back habit of the schedule is going to get brutal. You know, you're talking about you know trips to Buffalo stand out. I think we got um, what we got the NSC. We has Philadelphia's look pretty good so far. I think they're what are they two in them? No, they so, lost man. to the 49ers,
3: so they one and one. They got a they got a. Right. Um, dallas monday night
2: right so i mean we got some tough games we got tampa bay still to play twice um i mean we out three times at the end of the year with that defense they got so i mean we got some tough games left on our schedule so i mean i think we really needed to start out six and two at least to be able to have a shot at the playoffs so three or no beating beating teams we're supposed to i think we still in pretty good shape now but still got a lot to get better at too just to clarify this comment jc Horns not out for the season he just has some broken bones i think matt rule in his post presser said he had multiple broken bones in his foot i think that's a six to eight week timeline usually so he'll miss some weeks may go to short term ir but i doubt he's done for the season
3: and i counted it out We could probably expect him back after the bye week when we uh when we head to miami which would be perfect that's when we hit that uh that rough, uh that rough backhand stretch.
1: So let me ask y'all this, fellas do do y'all bring him back? Like, what, what, it, where, where y'all stand on that? Because at, hear me, hear me out. You get AJ Boye back. What, what's the rush of, of putting JC Horn back on the field? And especially, like, I mean, because right now we're three and zero. So you know, I, I feel like right now we, it's too early to tell. If, if you bring J.C. Horn back or not, you know, because three and Ho- three and O can turn into, you know, three and five in, in a couple weeks <laughs> yeah, so, with us. So that is so let's see how the season plays out. But do you bring him back? Do you rush him back on the field? I I don't think you do. You know, if, especially if at that point we're still winning and still have a winning season. J.C. Horn would just have to play next season if I'm in mind. And, and if I'm the coach, you know, there's why risk re injuring you know, the foot if you don't have to. And I hope, I, bro, I really hope that we, that he doesn't come back or not, not saying that I don't want him to come back, but I hope that we hope we, we sit him for the rest of the season. It, and it, that's if we're, we're a, you know, a a five and five, six and five team, right? You know what I'm Because at that point, I don't see the need of rushing him back onto the field. If we're making the play for the playoffs, that's a different story, but where do y'all stand there? Well, for me personally, I
3: if he's if he passes all the tests, and I know they're gonna rigorously put him to the test. I mean, you know, if anything we've seen, rule be the type that's overly cautious. Uh, if if eight weeks go by and he passes everything, um, again, you know, depending on where we're at. If we're still in the fight, if we're still in the you know wild card mix, you know, hell yeah, I'll bring him back. But uh, you know, but if we're like. Four and nine, or some shit like that. Then you know, like you know, see, see you next year. Um, but uh, but if he's healthy, I think he should play. You know, regardless uh, of the outcome. And and you know, uh, like I said, you know, with all the speculation on Twitter, uh, some online pro dot said something about, oh, from where I look, it looked like a ruptured Achilles, and you know, everybody getting all in it, worked up, and in their feelings like, oh no, and then. Uh, you know, come to find out, is just you know some broken bones. It, it reminds me of you know what happened with um, even though it's a different type of injury, but you know when Greg Olson you know went out, and he was able to come back, you know after a couple of months, you know with some um, I think he, I think his was some bone um, damage as well. I think his may have been more ligament than bone, but um, but yeah, if he's healthy, you know, bring him back, man. I I think this team with this defense, it's gonna keep us in most games. And um, and if Sam Donald gets his confidence um, going, and and like I said, minimize the mistakes, and somehow we can overcome this lack of blocking from the offensive line, um, you know we you know like they said on TV tonight, Carolina gonna be that team that don't nobody want to face. So, well, that's how I look at it.
2: I think what AJ allows you to do is don't bring him back until that foot is fully healed. I don't want him to come trying to play hurt with it wrapped up and he's. Let that thing fully heal. You know, we're not, you know, this is our first round pick of 2021. I mean, he's got a long career ahead of him. You got to protect your investment. You know, we're not trying to, you know, force him out there when he's not at his best. So I think with the depth in the secondary, it just allows us time to let him fully heal, get right, let the veterans take over and uh, ride the ship for a while. But I mean, you saw Keith Taylor, he had a good coverage rep today. Um, we know what AJ Boye can do. Um, Rashawn Melvin, I thought, got picked on a, a little bit in this game, but I thought he's been overall solid the last two games. So guys just have to step up. I mean, Justin Burris went down too with a groin injury. I thought Sam Franklin came in, played very well. Got a, um, not a pass, break. I guess he kind of got a pass breakup. got a good hit, knocked the ball loose on one crosser over the middle. So maybe he's going to step in. because groin injuries are like hamstrings, you know, soft tissue, and you just never know. You just nag you. You don't know how, how effective those guys will be coming back. So those you know, guys just going to have to step up, especially next week.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm so low. I, I was trying to turn to Michael. I, I agree with you. Um I, I don't think that you rule – horn out, you know, especially with, with playoffs on the picture. I think that it, it it all just depends on how well, you know, I feel like how, how guys are playing down the stretch with JC Horn out. You know, because again, if 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 we can get AJ Boye playing at a high level or, or playing, you know, even at a above average level, I, I you know, I just don't see the need of rushing JC Horn back, especially if we're still winning games. Now I I do understand that yeah he's our he's likely our best corner and you want him to get those those reps, man. But Kev, like you said, with, with Greg Olson, I I I don't want another Greg Olson situation. I don't want us to bring him back and he you know, because you know, Greg re his his foot that, that season, you know, and, and he and he it didn't even came back the next year and wasn't or was it I, I if I'm don't let me get my timeline mixed up, mixed up. But anyway, you know, he he dealt with that foot injury for years you know and and that's one thing i just don't jesse horns young he, he you knows so he probably won't have that same problem that that greg had but let's not even risk it especially like i said if we're still talking about we're winning games down down the street you know by in another eight weeks if we're playing for playoff position and I, I don't see the need of rushing him back, you know, and that that's just because I, I I think that you do more damage trying to rush him back than just letting, you know, let him sit out the year, let him get those mental reps and then getting him back on the, you know, because we all know that a healthy JC horn is going to be a very good corner, you know? So I, I, it's just more, and looking at how rule handled the Christian McCaffrey situation. Um, Definitely leaning toward, yeah. Just let him sit. You know, there's there's no need to, to rush him back. We we have the corner depth that we, that we've been looking for for years. It, I I just hope that we don't jump the gun to try to get him back on the field.
2: Yeah, we got a question about uh um, McCaffrey has a hamstring injury. That's probably one of the most least predictable or the hardest uh, injury to predict and nag you forever. How long? Only way to really heal that is rest. Um, I know Tyrod Taylor, the Texans quarterback, hurt his hamstring, and I, I don't I think he's on short-term IR for three weeks. I think that may make sense for McCaffrey as well because if you don't rest that thing and heal it, it's going to nag him all season. So I think with CMAT, you just got to kind of you know let him come along slow, rest that hammy, get it right, and make sure he comes back at 100%. Uh, I mean, speaking of CMAC, what do you guys think of our? Would you bring in another running back? Are you happy with what you saw from uh, Chuba and Royce Freeman today?
3: Um, you know, like I was saying in the chat, will, you know, to, you know, we can have running backs in their prime. You know, with this offensive line, how, you know, it, it's really a non-factor for me. Um, I mean, but I get it. You know, a veteran running back, good at blitz pickup you know, can able to, you know, grind out the yards. I mean, I can, I can understand the, the need for it, but I'm particularly, um, you know, I mean, we definitely have, you know, money to spend, you know, I think we got like, you know, like the second most, uh, cap space, you know, remaining right now, but, uh, but like who, who's out there that's not like scraping the bottom of the barrel. Um, you know, I know we mentioned names like, you know, Adrian Peterson, Frank Gore, and, you know these long tenure veterans who way way past their prime, but still, I guess you consider serviceable. Um, you know, I'm more of a line thinking about you know a guy that we had on the team during preseason. Um, uh, Spencer, I think it was like number thirty three. You know, he was someone that, to me, from a running back perspective, I think should get a good look. You know, he knows our playbook. Uh, you know, played in an all you know training camp and preseason. Um, so he would be someone that, that if there was to be a, a move at running back while McCaffrey covers, you know, I would go with uh, I would go with him because he showed elusiveness, uh, quick burst. Um, again, pass blocking is always just as vital as anything else. But um, for me, um, you know, I'd rather go with an in-house option at running back than to, um, you know, try to wish and hope that there's some magic dust left on one of these older veteran running backs that's just, you know, sit on the couch right now watching the game like us.
2: Yeah, I mean, Royce Freeman is not a bad player. I just think he doesn't know the play. He just got here, what, last week or a couple weeks ago? Yeah, Get acclimated, you know, understand his blocking assignments, um, pass I mean, understand his routes and different. So, I mean, he's got a lot to learn to just get acclimated into the new offense. So, I wouldn't really write him off just yet. We saw what he could do. At Oregon, I mean, he he met some good reps in Denver as well. I think he rushed for 500 yards one season. So I wouldn't – I'd look forward to see what he can bring to the table. And, I mean, Chuba, too. I mean, you know, he's a rookie. I think we're a little hard on him considering this is his first year in the league. He's still getting uh, adjusted to becoming a pro back. You know, it's a little bit different there. So, I mean, I think you saw a little bit of glimpses of what he brings to the table on those final couple of drives. He was able to break some runs. I mean, he's not like as shifty as C-Mac, but if he has a little crease, I mean, he can explode through that and get some chunk yards that way. So you don't replace a Christian McCaffrey with any one player. It's got to be kind of a by-committee thing. Maybe you'll see more of a passing attack as well. I mean, it's good to see, like I said, Terrence Marshall get more involved in the offense today. Uh, DJ Moore, I mean, look at the kind of day he had today almost. I mean, if he catches that, uh, Sam Darnold hits him on that deep pass late in the game. How many yards would he have had today? So we'll just have to see how these other guys step up in the absence of C.
1: Matt. I I agree, fellas. I um I, you know, as we were talking in the group chat, I was probably a lot harder on, on Chuba than than what I realistically should have been. Um, I do think that the running back position, ha, you know, has has to be addressed sooner than later, or the net the backup running back position, you know, because right is I don't think it's realistic or fair to expect Chuba to come in and, like you said, Will, to um to even give us half of the production that um, that Green, brings. I don't think that's realistic. You know, his preseason. season, and you, you and you know you can you honestly, guys, Chuba reminds me a lot of Christian his rookie year as well. You know, he is you know the the game the game is a lot faster. You know, you're 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 expected to to do a you know your for instance pass blocking sets. You're like. You're expected to to get your nose in there, and, you know, and and that's that's a real thing versus college where you may not be looked at, you know, to, to, as as a pass blocking running back, you know. And I feel like there's just a lot of things that Chuba does, or things that I feel like he can improve on. But just being young, that's what he's struggling with. But I, I saw enough at the, the second half where it's like, okay, you you with some time, he can be a, a good or serviceable running back too. I agree. I, I, we need to see Freeman a little, a little bit more, though. You know, because when, when Christian's out, we our running offense is non-existent, and it's it's no way you can expect to continue to win games that way. Like I mean, even, even with DJ having the game that he had, you know, it's it it was really a a more of a one-sided type of offense. It was DJ Moore, and every you know, and then everybody else, and and I feel like that's not an effect. Was it Sam Darnold throwing the ball thirty plus times a game? In my opinion, that's not how you want to win the game. You know that's that's just not that's not what they want to do on the offensive side of the ball. They want to run the ball, and with Christian McCaffrey out of the the uh, out for for a foreseeable future, you have to get guys in there that that can fill it up. And Chuba, he he showed he showed me enough at the end of the, the this first or the second half. I'm sorry, there was I can be confident with with him and Freeman where they, they can kind of soften that, soften that blow of losing Christian McCaffrey. But, I, I, hey man, I, I know how y'all feel about reaching, got older running back, reaching out for uh, running backs, but, hey man, if Todd Gurley is willing to, to take a pay cut or willing to come in here and play, bro, hey Kev, I hear you, bro, go get go get Gurley, man. Look, I mean, it's, it, I, I'm under the impression we're a lot better than than just a middle of the pack team. I. At three and zero, I you know you give me a couple more wins, and I'll say, look, y'all, we can compete for a playoff spot and and really do some damage. With that, so with that being said, I don't, I don't want to hear that. Oh, the 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 you know <laughs> the the answer is on the roster. If that was the case, we would not be in this position. It's it's not on the roster. Same with same with the offensive tackle. Same with the offensive. You know, it's 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 not on the roster. We it ain't much we can do about the offensive line. With that, so with that being said, you have to put pieces around. Sam and in this offense to soften that blow, and right now I don't know if Chuba's that, you know, <laughs> and especially if you can get Gurley to kind of soften that blow as well, and Chuba, and hopefully getting Christian McC- McCaffrey back. That's a that's a lot better in my opinion than Chuba Freeman and whoever else that you know that that we have currently here on the roster.
3: Yeah, well, for me as far as with Gurley, it's just his health, man. You know, when you got. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, don't in the knees, bro. I mean, as a running back, I mean, Will, you were running back, so you definitely would know. I mean, you know, for if, if a running back, you know, knees are pretty much, you know, shot or not dependable. I mean, you know, it's it's more so like liking Gurley based on who he used to be versus what he is now, in my opinion.
2: Um, but. Yeah, I mean, we saw Gurley last year. I mean, he was good in stretches, but, you know, he just couldn't sustain it. And I mean that arthritis and the knee just eventually catch up to him. I mean, if you bring somebody like him, man, he's eventually just probably gonna have to be on a pitch count. You know, uh, limit his carries, limit his touches, limit his reps.
1: See if you can just get the most out of that knee that you can. Well, you know I mean? Right. Well, I, I, I didn't mean to cut you off a little, bit, but but oh, I mean, ahead. but let's let's be realistic. That's what you're gonna ask for your running backs now. You know, you're you're putting yeah. all you're gonna really realistically put all of them on a pitch count. You're not, you know, people's not carrying the ball 20 plus times a game. Same with Freeman. You know, you're 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 really you're going by committee. So with that being said, if if you're if if I can just get Chris, uh Ty Gurley in for it, because we don't know how long Christian McCaffrey is going to be out. That's that's is what where Christian McCaffrey could be out a a week. He could be out months at a time. So with that being said, you I feel like you have to prepare for that. You know, you have to prepare for the worst. And if you can get Chris, I mean, Ty Gurley even at seventy percent with Chuba with Freeman I I don't see how that would would hinder or hurt your offense you know I, because again I I'm not trusting Sam Darnold to or I just don't want him to throw the ball 30 plus times a game you know I, that's that's not a winning recipe in my opinion you know having having him gunsling all game every game that's that's not a way that that we want to win and I feel like adding another one now again it doesn't have to be Ty Gurley. Ty Gurley was just the first guy that came to my mind. I will, you know, I it it, can, it can't be Adrian Peters and the Frank Gore though. You know, it, it, we have to find we have to find a, a great area between there. But I, I just think that adding a, a capable running back to what we already have wouldn't do anything but help, especially with, with us not knowing how long Christian McCaffrey is going to be out.
3: Yeah, but, if, if, but we're going to catch 22 because what, what we've been talking about is the biggest weakness, this offensive line. So, you know, for me, you know, like I said, we can bring in, you know, anybody in prime. I mean, like, I think that Sam Donald, you know, throwing it may maybe, you know, with this offensive line, the way they run block. I mean, you know, these, <sighs> this, this just really shows that a lot of the rushing yards Christian McCaffrey has gotten so far has been mostly off his talent versus – you know, the offensive line that he's had in front of him, you know, and that's just amazing that he's uh, a top five. You can always make a case that he's a, you know, best back in the game and really hasn't had a good above average offensive line in front of him. So, you know, so for me, I, I get it. I, you know, I, I was comfortable with Sam Donald, only throwing it maybe 25 times a game. Uh, but, you know, with this offensive line, I mean, by default, we may have to lean more on Sam Donner than we want to, because, you know, like I said, just watching this team run block is, and with and with the talent that McCaffrey have out now, it's just seeing like more, you know, basic runs. I mean, yeah, we saw a nice burst by Royce Freeman up the middle. You know, Chuba had a couple of nice bursts late. You know, grinding out the clock. Uh, but, you know, when it's um when it's early and strong, you know, what are we gonna get out the running game? You know, that that's just me. I, I, uh, and money, I'm. It's not that I'm disagreeing with you, but like I said, I just feel like with this offensive line, like whoever we add to running back, w- with the way this line blocking, how 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 much effective could anybody be? So it might be, you know, <laughs> leaning on Sam I am more than we want to. Yeah, behind this so line wouldn't be yeah. ideal, but we gotta do what
2: we gotta do, right? <laughs> Update is McCaffrey has a strain hamstring. Yeah, strain is basically a tear. So the question is, what degree of a tear? Is it a partial tear? Is it a full tear? I mean, if it's the mild, I think week four is definitely a long shot. But is it going to be three weeks? Is it going to be eight weeks? I just don't think we know yet, especially with the hamstrings. It's just hard to predict how long, how serious they are and what the recovery time for that will be.
3: And then when you look at our schedule, I mean, when you talk about the uh, next few weeks, I mean, um, if, we, if we was going to rest them, I mean, okay, at Dallas, October 3rd, then two back-to-back home games, Philadelphia, Minnesota. Um, I would have loved to seen a Dalvin Cook versus McCaffrey type of game. But, you know, that would be, I could say, running around that three-week time frame, you know, at the giants at atlanta so i mean really this stretch of games however however long he, you know once they i'm sure they're gonna get it they're gonna get an mri done you know when they get back to charlotte but you know whatever time frame that's missed if we're going to do running back by committee you know the teams that we're coming up against you know in the next uh several weeks i mean this this will be the time to um to employ that you know running back by committee approach to uh to, you know, make up for the loss of the production um, of a McCaffrey.
2: So, you know, we'll just have to see. So we need a short yardage back. I mean, my mentality with that is, I mean, if you can't, I don't think Marshawn Lynch is going to move defensive tackles. So, you know, if you can't block people up front, I don't think your short yardage run game will be effective regardless, whether it's Earl Campbell back there or whether it's, um, Alvin Kamara, whether, whoever you put back there. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell, of no, Le'Veon Bell signed with the Ravens. He's on their practice squad.
3: So we would have to sign them off their practice squad unless they got them protected and put them on the 53-man roster is how it would work. Right. Now, does anyone to take a flyer on? I mean, uh, I would take a fly on a Le'Veon Bell, you know, if there was going to be a a move to bring somebody else in, you know.
2: Yeah, he has a skill set of McCaffrey. I mean, they're very similar backs. Um, he's just bigger, more probably bigger, more physical, obviously. But, I mean, he can run the same, use them the same ways, put them in a the slot, runs all the routes, patient runner. Uh, I mean, they're very similar in style. So maybe he is a good system fit, but I don't think he's a Mike Roo, a Matt Rule type of guy. I think, I think, I really think they're going to roll with Chuba um, Hubbard and Royce Freeman. It just seems like they're gonna, Matt Rule has never been a guy that's afraid to play his draft picks and put trust in the young players. So I think, you know, we can talk about people on other teams and free agents all we want, but I really think it's the Chuba Hubbard show until further notice. Did <laughs> we lose money? Spencer Brown. I'll, yeah, don't be surprised if he gets called up from the practice squad this week. I mean he had a good preseason, he had a good camp, runs hard, physical guy. So I will definitely expect to see him maybe get a shot on the fifty-three man roster, maybe not activated, but we'll see how that plays out. Tell him to Deontay and You know, man, I, I get it. You know, the with Daly and you know, the interior offensive line struggling the way they are. But if you watch – now, granted, it was only five reps. But Brady Christensen struggled, too, on um, in the limited bit of action he had the last game. I think uh, Deontay Brown, while he's a very solid run blocker, I think he's not ready for, you know, NFL competition in terms of pass protection. He's got to work on his feet, get a little, you know, a little bit better. Still probably like to see him come down and wait. So. It's not grass isn't always greener on the other side. You just have to trust your coaching staff that these guys just aren't ready. Because we already know if a rookie's ready to play, Matt Rule's gonna play him. I mean, he's proven that over the last couple of years. What do you see from uh Deontay and Brady, Kev, that why they probably aren't getting many reps right now?
3: Yeah, well, from uh with Deontay Brown, you know, a lot of concern was weight, but what I'm hearing is he's doing a great job maintaining his weight. What I'm hearing is he's in the the low 330s, which is what they were, you know, targeting him for where they wanted him to be at. Um, but as far as, uh, you know, why they haven't made it into the game, you know, if we listen and we got to say this with a grain of salt, what Matt say, you know, he says that, uh, you know, that um, Deontay Brown doesn't have that position flexibility. I guess basically saying he's just a one position player, just a guard. Um, as far as Brady Christensen goes. Uh, like I say, he he got limited reps, but, you know, going against, you know, frontline competition and limited reps so far, he's um, he's left a lot to be desired. I, I think that over time, I like to think that he'll grow into it because he definitely has some, you know, characteristics and and some traits and some abilities to uh, to perform. Um, I feel better with him more on the inside at guard than I do at tackle at this stage. But, um, you know, watching him play left guard against the Saints, uh, it just really made me have some reservation about, you know, what's what's really the best for him at this point.
2: Yeah, and about that position flexibility, you got to think about how NFL roster, real rosters work. You know, you have a certain amount of guys, you have a 53-man roster and only a certain amount of guys can be active on game day. So if you want backup offensive linemen, you don't know which lineman is going to get hurt. It's going to be your tackle. It's going to be your left guard. It's going to be your right guard. So being able to have backup linemen that can play multiple positions is beneficial because now you don't have to carry a backup for every spot on the offensive line. You can say, okay, this guy can play tackle and guard, so whichever position gets hurt, we can sub him in here. So because Deontay Brown doesn't have that flexibility, it's not convenient to really keep him as a backup on the uh, active roster. Now, if he can work his way to become a starting guard like a John Miller, or um, like a John Miller, I guess, is the only other guy that doesn't play multiple positions, then, yeah, I think he um, he would be activated week to week. Shaq Thompson. I actually, I think it's Morgan Fox. I mean, I think these three games, he has been everywhere. I think the um, he kind of like the piece and Phil Snow's defense that I think allows everyone to do what they do. He can play five technique. He can play three technique. He can play defensive end in a 4-3. They put him all across the offensive line. He consistently wins his one-on-one matchups. He takes on double teams. He's strong in the run, very uh, disciplined with gap integrity. He Gets after the passer. I mean, I think he got another sack and QB hit today. Went through three games. I really think he's the best. He's probably been our best defensive player, surprisingly. Really good offseason acquisition. I did a kind of a mini breakdown on him on Twitter this morning just with the Saints game alone. I mean, he also had a strong game against the Jets and put in another great performance tonight. So I think if we were to, you know, give – partial season awards, I think you would have to give Morgan Fox as the MVP of that defense through three games.
3: (laughs) Yeah, and with me, you know, I know the stats don't really support it, but if you also watch, I think someone who's been equally effective, just not as spectacular, has been, you know, Daquan Jones.
2: Oh, definitely.
3: You know what I mean? When you you talk about the improved player by linebackers, it's because Daquan Jones is, is holding up, you know, he's occupying two blockers. You know he's not getting pushed, you know backwards. He's definitely allowing, uh, you know, definitely allowing <clears throat> Shat Thompson, you know, Jermaine Carter, and um, whoever else we uh, have back at linebacker. He's allowing them to um, to be cut loose. So, you know, even though you know Nose tackle doesn't have the flashy stats, um, you know, but I, I just think that he's someone that has been equally of of value when you, you know when you cut on the film and. And, and everybody's talking about how good Shaq Thompson go, is playing right now. You know, a lot of that can go to the play of um, guys like Fox and Daquan Jones because they're they're occupying blockers. I'm, I'm not seeing a whole lot of second-level effective blocks like we have seen in the past. So
2: Never felt so unhappy with a win injury to see. You know, the thing of the bright side is week three. So if guys are going to get hurt now, they'll be recovered by – December when we need them. So you can look at it that way too. <laughs> yeah. If you wanna have a more optimistic view of it. I mean, hamstring injury maybe three, four weeks. Horns, foot's probably uh six to eight weeks. So I mean should have both of these guys down for that stretch when we need them the most, you know, trying to make that playoff run in December. Yeah, I mean, Derek Brown's another guy that I think has played extremely well. He hasn't lit up the stat books like, you know, a lot of people want to see. But every play, he's dominant, taking on double teams, wreaking havoc, pushing guys in the backfield. You know, what Phil Snow likes to call is knock them backs, where you knock your opposing guy back, you know, a couple yards. He consistently does that, you know, gets penetration, controls, strong at the point of attack. So, I mean, he's definitely showing his worth for that uh, top 10 pick we used on him last year. Mm-hmm. I think another improved guy, I mean, Bravion Roy, the young guys, Roy and uh, Nixon, both been <clears throat> solid in a rotational role.
3: Now, one thing, Will, I, I will say that was highly uncharacteristic tonight was uh, on our defense was the five um, offside penalties. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, man, those were, those, bruh, like, I know they're only five yards, but uh, I think Burns himself had, like, two. You know, and, and now a couple of them I was looking like uh, I don't really see it like that. But hey, you know they they on the feeling closer. But uh, that's something that's definitely got to get cleaned up. You know, I think it was you know those type of penalties that just help make the yardage shorter, which helped, you know keep the keep this Houston team in the game. You know more than what they should have. But uh, yeah, them five um them 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 them, them DBOs. <laughs> you know, you know, we somebody about the DBOs at training camp. Those definitely were uh, DBO moves. And, um... yeah, I mean,
2: yeah, like, I mean, it's one thing to give Davis Mills, you know, an extra play on a penalty, but you don't want to do that against, do you want to do that same thing against Dak Prescott next week? Probably not. So definitely got to get that type of stuff cleaned up. Frankie Lou, yeah, he, Lou did play a lot today. I thought he was used effectively. He had a good uh rush pass rush uh today. I think Morgan Fox might have took his sack though. <laughs> but um that's the no, way he liked did. it, man. He competing for sacks.
3: Now Frankie got one by himself. He had oh, uh, to
2: Frankie. Yeah, Frankie yeah, he got a sack
3: him. and a tackle for loss and two quarterback hits.
2: They must have changed it because the broadcast said they credited uh Fox with it at first.
3: Yeah, they split the sack between um Hassan Reddick and Fox. And uh, they went and gave Frankie one all to himself.
2: Okay.
3: And that's one thing you know about Hassan Reddick. Like, you know, if he could just get himself under control when he gets at the quarterback, he'll have. He's probably had five sacks that he's given up. That he's given up to to not being able to wrap him up the first time around, bro. Like, (laughs) so I get it. Whatever he's doing to get to the quarterback works. I mean, he is beating these – I mean, I know we was talking about how light in the ass he is at 235, 240 pounds. But, man, he is just whooping these, you know, offensive tackles' ass, bro. You know, getting off the ball, different moves to get up underneath and, you know, to be getting back there so quick. So, um,
2: Yeah, like, look at the next couple of quarterbacks we got to face. Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts. You definitely got to wrap those guys up once you get there. You don't want to let those guys get, you know, free. Right. Dante Jackson has really improved his tackling. Oh yeah, he definitely has. Um, I've been. I think he's been another guy on defense that's been a standout player through the first three games. I mean, he's been great in coverage. I like how Phil Snow's letting the guys play a lot more man coverage than than he did last year, and where Ron Rivera and Perry Fuel had him doing as well. But I mean. Today, I mean, he had a tackle on Brandon Cooks, you know, right in front of the first down marker to get them off the field last week. That tackle against Alvin Kamara, who's not an easy guy to bring down, I thought was um, very good play by Dante. He's probably the most, really most improved player, one of the most improved players on the roster this year. So definitely, you know, contract year for him doing what he needs to do to earn that extension. Yeah, that's happened a couple of times this year. I think we had one against Jameis I thought was a fumble as well. But, you know, hey, who cares how it goes down in a stat book? You make the play, you get them off the field, and give your offense another chance. Exactly. <laughs> Burns and Reddit go too fast in one direction. They have to anticipate. Yeah, I think it was an edge rusher, though, and you want the quarterback to step up, and then that's when your defensive tackle should be in position to prevent them from moving around a lot. So if everyone stays disciplined in their rush lanes, should work out, and the quarterback should be bottled up in that pocket. Okay. We're approaching an hour here. Anybody have any more questions before we wrap this up for the night? Sam Darnold has 888 passing yards this season, the second most during a 3-0 start made by any. Yeah, I mean, can't really knock him. He's been impressive, I think. Um, he's just done a good job of taking what the defense gives him, not making a lot of mistakes. Uh, I think what's impressive with him, in my opinion, is you know a couple of times he has chances where he could try to elude pressure and try to force the ball into a window. But instead, he's throwing the ball away and living another day. Now, I did think he forced one today to Dan Arnold in the first quarter, was it? Yep. That was a pretty dangerous pass that, you know, a better safety probably. If Justin Reed was playing, he might have picked that off. But overall, I mean, that's nitpicking. I mean, he thought he – overall, he just played very well through the first three games. He's taking care of the ball. Hopefully, he continues to um, perform the way he has.
3: Yeah, and he, he missed a couple of big scenes down the middle after that with um Donald because the way they uh the way the Texans were playing that that, that deep cover two um share with their safeties like really back 15, 20 yards. Yeah. You know, to prevent any big plays. I mean it was several times. You know, I saw uh you know Dan Arnold just you know, just right along the scene, just just wide open as he Like so it was definitely some yards. Um, left out there but you know that happens every game with every quarterback um but um you know moving forward though I, you know sam Donald is slowly you know winning me over with his um with his play because what i'm seeing now i'm seeing three you know consistent games you know and and only if you are a, a, a fantasy nut or you feeling this kind of way oh he had two rushing no passing touchdowns look two touchdowns two <laughs> touchdowns you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, let's let's just keep that same energy. Like I said, three games, three passing touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns. We three and zero. Three is the number. So, um, you know, let's enjoy it and uh, let's get healthy and let's you know let's 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 improve and get better.
2: And this thing has always been ball security. I think he had what two fumbles today so when he steps up in that pocket. I like to see him put two hands on that football because we were fortunate that. Our guys were able to hop on it and we didn't have a turnover in our own territory. But, you know, we we're gonna face these better teams coming up. You know, those are things, those are the small things that we gotta tighten up. Because not we're not gonna be playing the Houston Texans every week from now on. I think this is probably the last, I'll call it a freebie game on our schedule. I think everybody else got, you know, the ability to strike punch back. So Right. Truba dropped the TD pass. Yeah, he was kind of turning around. Should have been a catch, but oh, I mean, it wasn't an easy catch, but a catch he should have made. He was kind of turning around, spinning around, and trying to catch it at the same time. I think you know with running backs, remember they aren't wide. You know, Tr- Tristan McCaffrey is unique in that he's got a full wide receiver skill set as a running back. These other guys are running backs. You know, they don't—they're not going to be able to adjust to the ball and run routes like wide receivers. So. You got to live with that stuff sometimes. Okay, let's get after four. There you go. It's a good way to wrap this up. Let's go 4-0 next week. We'll be back, what, uh, Monday, breaking down the Dallas Cowboys. That should be a fun week, you know. Their fans always like to talk trash and pretty vocal, so it's always good to beat them. We got a nice little, we have a winning streak against them, don't we? Yeah.
3: Yeah, actually we do. We've, um, let's see, 2015 Thanksgiving, uh, week one, 2018.
2: Right. Can't remember the last time we even lost to them. Look that up right now. The last time we lost to Dallas was 19-14 to in 2012. So Mm -hmm. we won the last two against them. We did have a long losing streak against them from the wild card game to 2015. But, yeah, it's been years since we lost to them. So, hey.
3: (laughs) Yeah, we're going to say we're going to reach out to some um, Dallas Cowboy fan podcasters and uh, see if we can do a collaboration on Monday. Right <laughs> Cause whether you know whether you like them or whether you hate them, um, you know they they fans travel and then participate well, so definitely be a, uh it's definitely gonna be entertaining if nothing
2: else. They definitely got one of the more loyal fan bases in all the sports. so we'll see. Well, it oh, looks man. like I just got all the questions, man. We we'll appreciate everybody for joining us tonight. Just gave y'all an hour, a little bit after midnight. Good to be three and zero, though, man. I mean, got a little banged up tonight. Just remember, man, it's part of the game. Next man up, and we'll hopefully we'll get healthy and you know get many guys we can ready for this Dallas game. So, any final comments, Kev? Um, just always,
3: you know, thank all of our fans. We we'll never take you for granted. Thank you for supporting the four man rush. Uh, thank you for you know, going to our website and reading our articles. Uh, Thank you for, you know, interacting with us on, you know, on Twitter, Facebook, all of our social media platforms. Um, You know, just want to say uh, you fans, you you, you guys are the one that make us enjoy what we do. So uh, we appreciate it. Love you guys. And, you know, you know, keep sticking with us and, you know, you're going to see the best to come.
2: Right. Well, there you go, man. We'll tune in Monday. See y'all out. Have a good night. Keep pounding.
0: Right